Hello, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Away to Heal Utah. I'm your host, Dave Meekham, and happy to have with us today in this episode, Judy Harris from the Utah Department of Health and Laura Holtrop-Cole from the Utah Department of Health. And you are both dietitians and experts in nutrition, and it is Nutrition Month. So I thought I'd ask you back. Thanks for being here today. Thanks for having us. Yeah. I would like to chat a little bit today about my plate. I think there's probably a lot of people who are familiar with my plate now. It's been around for a little while, but there's probably some people that aren't familiar with my plate. And for those who aren't, and you're like me, who still, when you think of nutrition, I still, because I grew up with it, think of the food pyramid, even though I know my plate is there. (laughs) (laughs) I do. It's always the food pyramid that comes first to my mind. So maybe we can start out with just a description, Laura, of what my plate is just quickly. Can you set that table for us? See what I did there. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Yes. Dave, I think you, you probably learned about my pyramid um, at a very influential age. So you just can't kick that habit. That's right. But um, like a lot of people, but yeah, in 2011, USDA introduced my plate, which um, is just hopefully a more user-friendly way to visualize healthy eating patterns. And um, a lot of us think of eating in terms of meals, not in a whole, in terms of an entire day. So it's a nice way to kind of break down a meal and, and base of basically what we should p- be having on our plate in terms of the different food groups. Okay. So thinking of the food groups, then in my mind, the, you have the bottom part of the pyramid. So we got to have our grains and that kind of thing in my plate. And, and so how do we build that plate and put that together? Got to have your bread. You got to have your veggies. What's that look like? Yeah. So I always start by saying, um, make half, fill half your plate with fruits and vegetables. Um, That's, I think, a pretty easy concept. Um, And then you want a quarter of it, some kind of grain or or starch, and then a quarter of it protein. Um, And then off to the side is dairy, um, if you want to add a little bit of dairy in there. Um, So it's pretty simple, but sometimes it's so simple that it's hard to really apply to real life and specific foods. But there's some really great resources on making the MyPlate eating style real to you on MyPlate.gov. There's recipes, all sorts of different things. So super adaptable. I can say maybe I prefer a certain type of foods, maybe a certain type of ethnic foods or something over others. And my plate still fits that. Definitely. Yep. And it's trickier. So the theme of National Nutrition Month is celebrate a world of flavors. So I I love that we're talking about this right now, because my plate obviously works really well if you have a piece of meat or a block of tofu, and then you have your rice or pasta, and it's all separate. But when we start thinking about different ethnic cuisines or different styles of food that are a little bit more complicated, it can be really tough to try to figure out, well, what am I following my plate? I have no idea. Yes. Yeah. And I think that understanding what type of food that is, whether it's a protein or whether it's a carb, that's critical. You got to have that to understand how my plate works. That's absolutely true. Yes. And I think one of the big downfalls is just equating the protein section with meat. It doesn't have to be meat. There's a lot of plant-based proteins that could fill that section. So yeah, and I'll say, Dave, that's a really good point that when I've worked with different people over the years, 
they don't know what a vegetable is necessarily, or they may not know what that protein is. Like Laura said, you know, where does that bean fall in? Or what about their chili that they make? Or as Laura said, lots of different, you know, African foods have very little meat. So where do I put the protein? They don't think, I think this American based model of my plate, I love my plate, as Laura said, because of its visual effect, you can really easily look at your plate and kind of say, well, do I have half of my plate fruits and vegetables? That's a really important piece, but not everybody thinks in those same terms. And I think that's a a teaching challenge that we have when we're looking at Indian food that's pureed and we have these sauces. Well, what are in these sauces? There's a lot, it's all of the whole, my plate is in there or just how we do spices. We use a lot of different seasonings. You were talking earlier with us about the chimichurri and I made another similar sauce and I'm thinking about that. I made that a couple of days ago for you know, to put over foods. Well, where do I categorize that and how much of it? So I think it gets really, like Laura said, a little tricky. Right. You can be served a casserole and who knows, right? Or American crock pot. Like, okay, you know, that might be easier because again, it's more of an American-based tool, but how do we look at this and, and how important is it to, to work with um, that for the plate? And Laura, know? how do I look at a pizza pizza and understand how that is divvied up? Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> you, I don't know if you remember, Dave, that was a hot topic about 10 years ago <laughs> where the tomato sauce on pizza was counted as a vegetable, um, which people joke about, but tomato paste, tomato sauce is very nutrient dense. Um, I wouldn't ever call pizza as a healthy option, but you can think about like the ingredients that go into a dish and think about the proportions that are going into the dish. There's a lot of Latin foods that are vegetable based. They like start with their vegetables and use that as a flavoring. And then they add other ingredients and then they top the dish with vegetables, like sliced vegetables as a condiment. So it's tricky, but I think as long as you just relax about it and think about the proportion of foods and making sure you're not just putting a pinch of, I don't know, what would you put a, a pinch of dried carrots? No, that's not a thing. <laughs> well, it is dehydrated carrots. I used them in my, um, one of my sauces this weekend. <laughs> I'm actually I made a chili and I put dehydrated carrots just because I had them in my refrigerator. I'm like, what am I going to do with this? You know, and added a little sweet flavor to it. I have to admit, oh, Judy, I have I've never seen dehydrated carrots. As I was about to say, I have never even seen a dehydrated carrot before. Oh, I should run and get it if we were on video. I would... <laughs> oh, but that's but... a good point though. Yeah, so it doesn't have to fit in the box. And actually, one thing I was noticing on the My Plate recipe section, they have it broken down. So they have these specific recipes, and then they've done the work for you to tell you how many cups of veggies are in a serving and how many cups of each food group. As a dietitian, that was interesting to me because it's all about estimating when you're talking about soups and stews or like burritos, things that are lasagnas, casseroles. So it was neat to be able to see, oh yeah, there's a three quarters cup of vegetables in this dish. I think the tricky part is combined dishes. And then also as more of an educator on my side or our side is making sure whoever we're talking to or or is thinking about this really understand some basics as far as like, well, burrito does have the starch, the flour, as the the burrito or the tortilla. And so watch that. And then the other tricky part about that is, is how much oil is in that. And we haven't really talked about on my plate, but that's where unhealthy foods come in. Sometimes people will say, well, that's where the taste comes in, but looking at 
those oils and fats that really make those healthy my play dishes un as not as healthy you know so watching that so it's not just a foolproof situation but knowing where some of these foods are where do the beans lie well they're a protein source we could also count them kind of in with the vegetable area so the protein same thing we're looking at maybe other things it doesn't have to be you know animal based we know that statistically we have a healthier colon and we have a healthier body if we don't have those animal products and if you're cooking you probably are more aware of how much of these ingredients you're putting in you kind of visualize if I'm doing a crock pot boy you know 70% of it is vegetables that kind of thing so Laura one thing i'm hearing here is that my plate isn't just kind of an american food thing this thing, you can adapt it to bring in cuisine from just about any culture, as long as you understand what that food is. That's right. In terms of the food groups. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's important for people to hear who are from different cultures and not eating the kind of standard American food that they can also use this as a tool. And it's also a great thing to help people get outside our box a little bit and, you know, celebrate the different flavors, the world of flavors that we have at our disposal in our grocery stores. The whole idea of people not seeing their foods on the plate and not understanding that it could apply to them is pretty important in terms of public health. There's an organization called Dairy West that does a lot around promoting dairy, but also just basic nutrition education in Utah and Idaho. And they are heading up a project that is going to create some more ethnic-based my plate examples so that more people can see their food on the plate and apply it to their diets. That's really helpful because you look at it to see something and have it illustrated in front of you. Picture's worth a thousand words, right? That's great. Where can we find that? So it's in its beginning planning stages. Stay tuned for more. (laughs) Uh, We will be reaching out because I'm involved in the project too. And we'll be reaching out to ethnic communities for their help and their leadership on how this should be dealt with. That sounds really great. I look forward to hearing more about it. Can we have you back on when you guys are a little bit further down the road? I would love that, Dave. Yep, that would be wonderful. Sounds good. Judy and Laura, it's been so great to have you guys on. I love having you on. You're good friends and good friends of the podcast. This has been great to have you guys in and talk about something that's good for all of us. Thanks for being here. And we'll see you next time on A Way to Heal Utah.